0: Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be discussing the movie Passengers. Passengers is a romantic drama set in a sci-fi futuristic setting. The movie stars Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. So let's just jump straight into it. So the movie starts straight off as we follow a spaceship traveling through space. The spaceship is called the Starship Avalon. Its destination, the colony world of Homestead 2. It continues to show us the layout through the ship. Status of the ship is currently on autopilot. We continue through the ship. They show us the common ring crew hibernation quarters. This is where all the main crew are kept in cybersleep. The crew includes 258, then shows us where the passengers are kept and there are 5,000. Then pan back on the outside of the ship where we see that it is heading directly towards an asteroid belt. The ship gets peppered with thousands of little meteoroids but is protected by an outer shield. However, it does come across one huge asteroid and ends up breaking up and one of the small particles of it ends up breaking through the barrier and causing multiple damage to the ship. This is what essentially kickstart our movie as due to the impact of the asteroid, it has caused a malfunction on one of the main pods in Passengers Division. This causes one of the passengers, Jim Preston, to wake up. He wakes up obviously disorientated and confused as he is to believe that he spent 220 years in cyber sleep. As he continues to wake up there is a digitally recorded message set up for every single passenger that is to wake up explaining, explaining where they're heading and what's been happening whilst they're asleep. The recording goes on to explain that they are close to their destination and that they are going to spend four months on the ship before they arrive. Passengers a chance to get to know one another and mingle before they start their colonization on Homestead 2. Jim continues his introduction as he is shown to his room and is told that he needs to remain to the report to the main living area for an introduction. We watch him continue to get ready and fumble around with his outfit choices as he wants to make the best impression to his fellow passengers. When Jim arrives for his introduction, he is surprised to learn that no one else is there. Obviously scared and confused, he continues to run around the ship asking for help and looking for any clues to figure out what's going on. Due to the ship being set in a futuristic setting, it is set up with a lot of robots and holograms that take care of every day-to-day issues. Jim starts asking where he can find a real-life human and looks at trying to contact the captain of the ship. When he finally makes it to the captain's quarters, not only does he not have access to it, but he can see that no one else is awake. Feeling even more scared and confused, Jim continues to look around the ship to see if he can find more answers. Jim stumbles upon a room that shows you the solar system and breaks it down for you as you ask it questions. He asks about Homestead 2 and how long they have to go. The ship informs him that they have 90 years before they arrive in Homestead. It continues to inform him that they only left Earth 30 years ago. This is where Jim has the realisation that he has been woken up too soon. Jim finds a station where you are able to record and send messages to and from Earth. He records a message explaining what has happened to him, that he believes that he has woken up too early and that the pod has malfunctioned. It all seems well and good until he realizes that it takes 15 years for the message to even to even make it to Earth, and another 55 years before he will even get a reply. Not knowing what else to do, he continues to wander around the ship. This is where he believes to see someone working at one of the local bars. This is where we're introduced to our next character, Arthur. Jim believes to have found someone that is also awake the same as him, but is quickly disappointed when he realizes that it is just an android. Although Arthur is just an android, he does become quite the conversationalist and companion to Jim as he's spending his time on the ship. Upon waking up on his second day alone, Jim goes to order breakfast. This is where he realizes that the ship isn't just free range, that the wristbands are like a social status. Silver wristbands means that you are in a middle class and the golden wristbands means that you are a high, higher class. Due to Jim being only of a silver band, meaning that he is of a middle class, he only has the basic of options. For example, when he comes to order a coffee, he is not able to get anything fancy like a mocha or a cappuccino. He is stuck with just a plain black coffee and no options of milk or sugar. Not having many options, Jim continues to find a way to get himself back into cyber sleep. He reads books and collects tools so that he can try and restart up his cyberpod. Jim is able to get the pod to reactivate, but he is not able to get it to kickstart its process on putting him back to cyber sleep. After realizing that reactivating the pod is not going to work, he tries to get into the main brink of the ship, where the main panels of the ship are located and where the crew members are still in cyber sleep. Jim tries everything from sledgehammers to welding to try and get himself into this brink room but nothing seems to work. It is symbolized that Jim has been trying for weeks to get into the crew's headquarters. One afternoon when he is sitting at the bar with Arthur he asks Arthur for some advice as he is just lost and unsure of what to do. This is where Arthur suggests to stop worrying about what he can't control and just enjoy the moment. Jim really takes this to heart and starts taking advantage of all the ship's values he does things such as breaking into a fancier living quarters playing the games that they have to offer such as basketball and dance off he enjoys movie nights and fancier restaurant outings we see this take place throughout a small montage shown within the movie when the montage is over it is seen that jim now has a long hair and a full-on beard this is symbolizing that it has been months that he has been living like this Although having a free-range ship like this may seem amazing, and I'm sure it would be, it is bound to start to take a toll on anyone as we start to see with Jim as he is still completely alone. One day when Jim is feeling completely lost and alone, he's stumbling around the ship and he comes across a new, a new section that he has never seen before. This section of the ship offers space suits for people to go out and take space walks outside of the ship. Of course Jim tries this, and even though it offers a moment of release for him, he still needs to come back to reality. Once returning back to the ship and hit with the reality that he is still alone, Jim has a moment of weakness where he sees an out for himself, and considers taking his own life ultimately not being able to do it he panics and starts to run away this is where he falls over on an old bottle that he threw away earlier when he goes to get up this is where he sees a woman in one of the pods this is where we're introduced to a second character of the movie Aurora Lane Jim is instantly intrigued by her and continues to look up their passenger profiling to find more about her. He finds out Aurora is a writer and comes to continue to watching videos about her and sits with her and talks with her as a way of coping. The more Jim learns about Aurora, the more he starts to feel less and less alone. Due to the fact that Jim has already read all the books about the hibernation pods, he knows the correct way to wake her up however in doing this he also realizes that he will be stranding her there with him jim continues to suffocate himself with the will i won't i wake her up after spending weeks debating this decision jim eventually makes the ultimate choice to wake her up the second he does wake her up he instantly starts freaking out as he realizes the gravitation of his decision Aurora wakes up and starts wandering the ship just as jim did the same confusion by not finding anyone else awake She does eventually run into Jim and they introduce themselves. Jim continues to take her through the ship and show her the same information he was told that they have 90 years before they get to Homestead 2. He explains to her where all the crew is and how he has tried everything to get to them. This is also where we find out that Jim has been awake for a year and three weeks. After hearing all this, understandably Aurora starts to freak out just as Jim did and continues to try and put herself back into hyperspace or look for any clues on how to do it. After spending their first day together, Jim needs a moment to wind down and process what he has done. This is where he heads to the bar to talk to Arthur. He asks Arthur if he can keep a secret and asks him not to tell Aurora that he was the one to wake her up and that he wants to find the time to do it himself. As the movie takes place, we continue to see little robots and and sections throughout the ship starting to malfunction. This is due to the asteroid that we saw at the beginning of the movie. Due to the fact that Jim is not able to get into the main working areas of the ship, they, are not, they do not realise that the ship is under any damage at all kickstarting the second day together. They start off by having a breakfast. So this is where Aurora is seen wearing a gold class band, meaning that she is of higher status. She walks over to the table where Jim is sitting with more of a luxurious breakfast and optional choices. Jim is sitting there with his regular black coffee and standard oatmeal of choice. Aurora first assumes that he is just a man of simple taste. This is where he explains that he is not a gold class member and that such luxuries are above his pay grade. Overall referring sorry for him and realizing that he has spent a year eating such a bland breakfast and variety of foods, she offers to get him anything he would like. This one would suck the most out of all, despite the obvious being completely alone. Only having a certain selection of foods to choose from for the rest of your life would be rough. As they continue to sit down for breakfast, she continues to drill him on questions on how to get back into cyberspace and asks him if he really did look at all the options. Jim goes on to explain that he has thought of everything and has tried everything that he could possibly think of. Aurora, however, is not willing to accept this yet and continues to go on and do as Jim did and look at everything that she can possibly do and all the options to see if she can try and get herself back into cyber sleep. Whilst Aurora was doing this, Jim comes across one of the cleaning robots and that has seemed to have malfunctioned. Due to the fact that Jim is a builder slash engineer, he is able to fix these malfunctions within these robots and continue to maintain them to the fact that Aurora is a writer she begins to document her feelings and experiences well now that she is awake. By doing this this is a way of her coping and taking her mind off the main problem. It doesn't take long for her to rope Jim in on this as she interviews him about his experiences and feelings as well. Aurora goes on to ask him why he decided to take part in the new colonization. Jim goes on to explain that back at earth when something breaks it's not fixed it's replaced. But on a new colony, everything is to start from scratch. So being a mechanic such as Jim is, he has value in a new place such as Homestead too. He can build himself a house and live in it. He has endless possibilities on what he can do and what he can experience. This is why he decided to leave Earth in the first place. Aurora's reasonings were a bit different. She is on what they call a round ticket, so where she would arrive at Homestead to live for a year and then travel back to Earth. The reason she decided to do this is it is, she wanted to be the first person to have traveled to a new planet and come back to Earth. She would be able to write a story that no one else has ever told before. A story about interstellar travel, a story about starting a new life on the new planet for the people that are still on Earth at least that was the initial idea. She's starting to lose hope of this dream as she is realising that they may never get off the ship. Not wanting to think about it any longer, she asks Jim what there is to do on the ship. This is where we see a montage of Jim taking her on all the activities that he went on, such as dancing, basketball and movies. Jim also takes her to the bar where she meets Arthur for the first time. Although Jim is finding it easier with Aurora around, he still has to live with the constant reminder of what he did to get her there in the guilt that goes along with it. Although Jim was able to show Aurora the fun of being on the ship, he still sees that she is struggling with the idea of being stuck here forever. To ease this, he decides to do a few things for her, such as making her a sculpture of the Empire State Building and programming one of the little robots. deliver a note so that he can ask her out on a date. Aurora agrees to the date and they start off by visiting Arthur at the bar and then they go to one of the restaurants. Whilst at the restaurant Jim asks how Aurora's book is coming along. She expresses that she is not quite sure what it is yet. This is where we get an insight about her family. She expresses that her dad was a writer, and this is what inspired her to become one as well. After their dinner date, Jim takes her on a spacewalk outside the ship. Experiencing something like this would obviously be nerve-wracking, but at the same time thrilling. If you were in a situation like this, would you try it? It's in moments like these parts of the movies that I wish that I was able to experience it when it did come out in the theatres as it would have been amazing to watch it on such a big screen as it would have felt like you were just there alongside them. After their first date, Jim and Aurora start a relationship and spend all their time together. We see this symbolized through a montage meaning that they must have spent weeks if not months together by now. One day, Jim stumbles upon a part of the ship that has vegetation growing in it with trees and flowers and most likely fruit and vegetables. During one part of their journey, the ship has to pass close by one of these suns as they're passing through a solar system. This symbolizes how intelligent of the ships they really are, as not only are we introduced to the many gadgets and facilities that are located on the ship, but how it is able to withstand any outside complications without additional navigation, such as slingshotting around the sun that they pass, or fixing itself up to some of the convocations that it was caused when it first hit a meteor share at the beginning of the movie. It is, however, still a ship and can malfunction, which is exactly what starts to happen, but we'll get to that later on in the movie. Continuing on, we find out that it is Aurora's birthday. They celebrate where Jim makes her a cake and they decide to have drinks at the bar with Arthur. Whilst there they crack a few jokes and Aurora explains that there are no secrets between her and Jim. Arthur asks if this is true and this is how he accidentally ends up revealing that Jim was the one to wake Aurora up. This then completely changes the perspective for Aurora not only on their relationship but the whole situation. Aurora is understandably shaken by this information and has a meltdown, as you would finding out that you were woken up and that your life was essentially taken from you, especially after spending months and falling in love with this person. Being told one story only to find out that it was all a lie. This is even more sad for audiences as we know that Jim was going to propose to Aurora that same night. Watching it is quite hard, as you can see both characters point of view. You can understand why Jim did what he did but then you also feel bad for Aurora because you understand how she did lose her life scene where she comes in and beats him up is very intense and crazy and I mean you kind of understand where she's coming from and I think that's why Jim sort of just takes it as he kind of understands that she needs to get it out when she picked up the wrench I was like holy shit she's really gonna hit him but she didn't because like that would have been way too far for Due to them not communicating, they each arrange days for their conversely Arthur, as he is the only person that they are able to talk to. Jim starts to make improvements to the ship, such as adding in a tree in the main common area. The ship starts having more drastic malfunctions and this is how we get introduced to our third character Gus. He is a deck chief and the first crew member to have been woken. His pod also malfunctioned due to the damages that are on the ship. Due to Gus being part of the crew and not a passenger he is able to give them access to the main, able to get them access to the main parts of the ship so they can see, so that they can evaluate how bad the damage has gotten. Gus goes to check out the pods to see where the complication originally started. This is where he realises what Jim did to Aurora's pod. I wanted to wait until this point to bring up to talk about the decision that Jim ultimately made, as I feel like Gus makes a good point when he references the quote that a drowning man will always take someone down with him, and it's not right, but the man is drowning. basically how I feel when I looked at the situation so bottom line is no what Jim did was wrong and he did essentially steal Aurora's life away from her however in saying that he he was alone he had no one and he waited a whole year before he even considered waking anyone up it wasn't a light decision either that he made he struggled with it for months and months and even after he did it he still felt the guilt honestly who wouldn't if I was in the situation, I would have done the exact same thing. You would have had to have woken someone up at some point, else you're at the risk of going insane yourself. But let me know, did you agree with Jim's decision or do you reckon he should not have woken anyone up? What would you have done if you were in his situation? The lucky thing they need to look at is that Jim only woke up one person. If it was someone else, they could have woken up heaps of people. They could have woken up heaps of different engineers or mechanics see if they could fix the problem and he could have stranded crew or passengers there with him. He only decided to wake up the one person he needed to survive. The malfunctioning on the ship only increases as at one point they lose gravity and Jim is floating around his room as Aurora is stuck in a water bubble and almost drowns. This means that the damage is increasing at a rapid rate and if they don't figure out what's causing it soon the whole ship is going to fail. Things only get worse when Gus ends up collapsing, they find out that he only has hours to live due to the malfunctioning in his pod. Poor Gus, he wakes up not only too early, but to find out that his ship is malfunctioning and that he only has hours to live. Before Gus passes, he tells Aurora and Jim that they need to take care of each other and find out what's wrong with the ship so they can save everyone. He gives them his ID badge as it will allow them access to every part of the ship. With the conditions of the ship only getting worse, the two put their differences aside and work together to save the ship. Jim and Aurora find out what's wrong with the ship as they realize that an asteroid ended up causing a hole and the main control computer of the ship they fix it but I realize that it's not the only problem. The reactor of the ship is overheating and about to blow. They need to open the main panel doors for order, in order for it to cool down. The only way to do that however is to go outside of the ship. Aurora must stay in the ship to keep one panel open and Jim needs to be outside of the ship to hold the second panel open in order for it to work and stop the ship from overheating and eventually exploding because Jim has to go outside of the ship in order to fix the problem. There's a slight chance that he may not come back. This is where it hits Aurora for the first time that she may be stuck on the ship alone just as Jim once was. Once Jim gets outside the ship he realizes that he needs to manually keep the door open and this means that he has a chance of being killed have to do it however, else the entire ship will explode. Jim keeps the door open and they save the ship, but in the process he gets flung out and his tether breaks to where he is floating through space and can't get back to the ship. Along with that there are holes in his suit and the oxygen levels are dropping so it's only a matter of time before he runs out of air. Meanwhile Aurora is rushing to get out there and try and save him. Knowing though that she may not make it in time, Jim expresses how he feels and apologises again for waking her up. He wishes that they had met when they arrived at homestead too he wished that they had met and fell in love the proper way where he could have built her a house for them to live in would have read her book they would have had a life a real life For not accepting his goodbye she rushes out to get him anyway and just retrieves him by his leather she does get jim back into the ship and drags him to the medical pod where it informs her that he is already dead she does not accept this answer however and asks the pod to override on her authority and resuscitate him regardless of the consequences. It works, and Jim is resuscitated. With the ship fixed, they start restoring it back to its original condition. As they're storing the ship back to its original condition, Jim informs Aurora that he found a function on the medical pod that allows them to go back into cybersleep. However, there is only one pod, meaning only one of them can fall asleep. Jim tells Aurora to take it. He wants her to go back into hyperspace so she can wake up on Homestead to finish her book, and complete the journey she set out to do. Aurora can't bring herself to do it, however, as she understands the gravity of living the rest of your life alone. She doesn't want this for Jim or for herself. She makes the decision to stay away, not for him, but with him. That's exactly what they do. Jim proposes, and they continue to live out their lives with each other on the ship, with the exception of Arthur, of course. A few months before they arrive on Homestead 2, the crew ends up waking up and this is where we get a glimpse of the life that Aurora and Jim created for themselves. We see in the main common area where Jim planted, the tree is now fully grown. There are vegetation everywhere such as gardens and a water system. There is grass growing in the main area and you can even see a house in the background that you know that Jim built for Aurora. Just like he said he would. It is amazing to see what they created and did with the small opportunities that they had. We hear a voiceover from Aurora symbolizing that she continued to write her book and document the journey that she had with Jim on the ship. She left this story for the crew to read when they woke up so that they can not only read about their story but also what happened to them and what happened to the ship and how they inevitably saved everyone. It's a bittersweet ending knowing that they stayed together and lived out their lives on the ship. It's nice seeing the kind of world that they created for themselves despite where they were what they had we know that Jim got everything he wanted as he was able to fall in love and build Aurora a house we also know that Aurora got what she wanted as she was able to complete her story and although it wasn't the story she set out to do it was still a story that no one else could tell as they were the first people to have ever experienced the pod malfunction in the history of space travel but they were also the first people to ever live out their lives on a ship but this essentially wraps up the end of our film Please feel free to comment whether or not you liked or disliked the movie. Who got to see it in theatres? I wish I did. How do you think you would have handled it if you were stuck in a situation such as Jim's? Do you agree that he should have woken Aurora up or do you believe that he made the wrong call overall? I think what he did was wrong, but I come to have understanding for why he did what he did just as the same as Aurora did. How do you think he would have felt if you were in Aurora's shoes? Do you think he would have forgiven Jim for what he did? Do you have chosen to live your life on the ship like Aurora did with Jim or do you think that you would have gone back into hybrid sleep? I would love to hear some ideas and theories about what you thought they would have gotten up to whilst they lived out their lives on the ship. Do you think they started a family? Do you think they had kids together? I don't believe they did as they would have realized that if they did that the kids would have also eventually have been stranded on the ship just as much as they did. What do you think happened with Aurora's story? I believe Aurora's story would have gotten extremely famous not only for the members of on the ship but it also would have made its way back to Earth. I believe it would have been extremely famous due to the fact that not only were they the the first pod malfunctions in the history of space travel they also would have been looked at as heroes as they saved everybody on that ship i believe it would have been one of the most famous space travel stories in history overall i love this film it is personally one of my favorite sci-fi movies i remember i was glued to the screen the first time i watched this it had a little bit of everything you want it has adventure suspense and romance Although we are not introduced to many characters or many new settings, it still keeps you entertained and at the edge of your seat. But these are just my thoughts. Feel free to comment your thoughts and feelings below, as always. Passengers is available on Stan, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV and Netflix. It is also available in a DVD form on Amazon. As always, my socials will be linked below. Thanks for listening.